This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Ladies and gents, welcome back once again. All things covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. Yes, sir, we're back again. Unfortunately, not the outcome we all were looking for. Sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. In this case, it was a few bears that got the Minnesota Vikings. Unfortunately, Skull Nation, we got to do a Cowboys recap. Don't worry, this, re- this recap is going to be very, very fast. It's going to be a quick recap, but we got to pay uh, our, our, our dues to what just happened, right? Cowboys recap, Vikings lose 40-3. to It was the largest road win in Cowboys franchise history. It's the second largest home loss in Vikings franchise history. It was the third largest loss in NFL history by a team that entered the game 8-1 and one or better. Before we get into that part of the show, Pat P, let's start the pregame. Right. For you guys that were actually in the stadium, you know exactly what happened in regards to the intro for guys like myself, girls who were not there, women, male, female. You know, we didn't get a chance to see the player intro. But get this, our very own Pat P. He was the last defensive guy to be announced in the starting lineup, came out of the tunnel, got a huge standing ovation from the fans that were there in the stadium. What was that moment like for you, Pat P.? Uh, in front of the home fans after having a huge week the week before against the Bills? Man, it was pretty cool. You know, it's pretty awesome to, you know, get the the, um, the ovation and the cheers that I got coming out of the tunnel last um, in the, into that into that Dallas game. Um, it was a lot of energy, you know, in the stadium. You know, like you said, unfortunately, we came out on the wrong end of that stick. Um, but we have an opportunity in front of us. So it happened to be four days. From that, you know, disaster lost that performance that we just put up, um, you know, last Sunday. So that's the good news out of all of this. We have a, an opportunity in front of us four days, a little bit quicker turnaround than we would normally have to get that bear to taste out of our mouths. So hopefully we can, you know, rebound from this. It's going to be a great opportunity to see what type of guys we have, you know, in this locker room. And I don't question the guys we have one bit. Uh, I'm just more excited to see. Uh, if the guys are up for the challenge that's in front of us. In your opinion, Pat P, where did the game go wrong? Uh, I probably have to say not getting off the field, you know, on third downs defensively, you know, Mm -hmm. not getting off the field on third down, not being very stout in the red zone, uh, you know, not getting those guys in predictable uh, down, uh, you know, downs and and yarded situations, you know, it's just hard to, 
to call a game, you know, when a team is averaging, you know, six, seven yards on first down, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much the whole playbook is wide open. So I just think, you know, they, they had us on our heels. And as a defense, you know, it's hard to be successful playing on your heels, you know, and um, they had a very good balance attack with running the ball, did a great job of setting plays up. And, um, you know, quite frankly, we just didn't, you know, do well with, you know, some of the things they were throwing at us. But, you know, like I said, man, we got four days, you know, with another great opportunity in front of us to play on Thanksgiving in front of our home crowd again to get that bitter taste out of our mouths because we know we didn't put up our best performance. We, yep. we, 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 look at, we looked ourselves in the mirror, you know, right after that game. And, and, it, and to a man, we know that we, we did not play our best football. And that was not our brand of football as well. So, so uh, Thursday coming around, uh, you know, a couple of days, you'll definitely see a different Minnesota Vikings team. I know for me, watching the game as a fan, you, you're correct. Third down was an issue, but they won first down. So anytime an offense can win first down, they get in manageable third down situations. And nine times out of 10, they capitalize. But watching that game, the first offensive drive was a sack fumble mm. that gave the Cowboys great field position. You guys held them to three points. But the second offensive drive, you basically drove the length of the football field. You had two opportunities to, 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 to come down with a huge touchdown. You didn't. You settled for a field goal. That was a great opportunity. If you put seven points on the scoreboard, you snatch all the momentum back right. from the Cowboys. Now it's time to make them play your style of play. But missing those opportunities, settling for a field goal, just kind of jump-started everything for the Cowboys. You never was able to get out of that snowball that got yeah. bigger and bigger as it rolled down the hill. But it's a it's a live-and-learn type of process in the National Football League. And these are the moments where you really find out what type of ball club you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt when about you really, it. When you really thought you was on top of the mountain, now you got force-fed some humble pie. Now it's about... What can you do for an encore performance? As you mentioned, you don't have to sit a full week to dwell on that loss. You get a chance to jump right back into the saddle, being able to play on Thanksgiving. Tony Pollard is a huge, huge contributor to their passing game. He's the best pass catching running back they have. But how did the team defensively fail to account for Tony Pollard, especially in passing opportunities? Um, you know, I won't necessarily say we we failed to, you know account for him in the passing game because we all know what type of athlete he is in the passing game, especially when him and Zeke are in the game at the same time, which is a 21 pony um, personnel, which is, we call that, you know, it's 21 personnel, it's two backs, no tight ends, but the P is for that, that extra bat who we consider as a receiving um, running back. So he's a guy that goes out, you know, for multiple passes, you know, the route tree is pretty much open. Yeah. Uh, for him. And we understood that, you know, we understood where he was going to be. They just did a good job of scheming him open. You know, they was setting up plays throughout that whole game, you know, sending, sending him on jet and fly motions on third downs, trying to see how we was going to react to certain things. And they finally got, you know, the couple plays that they was fishing for, you know, throughout that game to, to, to spring them free um, for a couple of touchdowns. But, you know, he is a dynamic football player. He is a guy that, that, uh, that kind of makes that offense go, you know, um, you know, if you look at it, you know, Zeke is, you know, he's not the same running back that he once was, you know, three, four years ago, as far as that every down type of running back and just Pollard is just there to, you know, take the load off him. And quite frankly, you know, in my opinion, make the offense run just a little bit better. 
No question. He, he gives them a little burst. He gives them a little more versatility. And that's why he's so much involved in the passing game. He had over 100 yards receiving and two receiving touchdowns. So those huge plays coming from Tony Pollard. How do you treat a game like this, Pat P? Uh, talking about just a one-sided affair. Um, do you watch a lot of tape or do you kind of like move on and forget getting ready for the next ball game? Well, with this week being a different week, from normal weeks, you kind of, you know, you watch some of the plays that kind of hurt us that we really need to clean up, you know, where there was maybe multiple, you know, uh, mental errors. You know, obviously we know we're playing against the New England Patriots um, coming up this on Thanksgiving. You know, the, the the guy who loved to attack teams' weaknesses and trying to see what hurt them in the previous game, we understand that that's probably going to show up Thursday night. So, you know, we did have opportunity to watch a little bit of the tape, you know, move on from, from it and, uh, and and just find a way, like I said, to now this is the time to see the character that we have, you know, in, in this Minnesota Vikings locker room. And I don't question the character that we have one bit. You know, I tell the guys all the time, you know, one of my favorite coaches that I had an opportunity to play with was uh, Bruce Arians, and he always told us, you know, good teams don't lose two in a row. And mm -hmm. I really, really know that we are a really, really good football team and that the, the New England Patriots are definitely going to get our best shot. Pat P, as we do this podcast, I, I, I can't help but notice your T-shirt. Is that a Cam Dantzler shirt? Yeah, this was shout out to my boy Cam, man. Hopefully we can get him back in a couple of weeks. But yeah, I, I figured out I uh, pay some homage to my guy, Cameron Dantzler. On tonight's show. Yeah, you the guys, you guys definitely missed the needle out there. He was playing some pretty good football, but hopefully he gets back sooner than later. Of course, we didn't get a chance to see the ice, the chains, but yeah. are they still a part of the celebration in regards to wins or are or, or the chains retired? Well, we'll see. You know, man, you know, I was asking Z about that the other day since we saw, you know, Washington, uh, Tyler uh, Henneke, you know, they, they, they kind of did the chain thing as well. Um, it's good to see, you know, those guys, you know, you know, catch on to the trend, you know, that we kind of started in the NFL. Um, but I think it will be something different coming to you on the next road game. Okay. I can't wait to yeah. see it. And as you said, yeah. you guys are pretty much trendsetters because other teams are starting to kind of bite that, yeah. that uh, plane ride home after a huge win. So let's see if you can set another trend. <laughs> Pat, you've been in the league for a long time, 12 years to be exact. But get this, you set a career high on Sunday. This was your first game in your career with two tackle for losses. Let's break down those plays oh, by wow. the way. Great reaction. Yeah, you, you didn't know that? Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> first time in your career that you were able to come up with two tackle for losses. But let's break down those plays. I mean, good reaction. And uh, and just being able to be where you need to be to come up huge with in creating tackle for losses. Uh, just pretty much understanding the formations and the down and distance and, you know, pretty much where people are uh, in, the, in, in the set that they was giving me in those two plays. I think the first one was a, a four by one per, uh, set. Uh, they I can't remember if they motion Pollard out to the uh, to the one receiver, but I know he ended up being the one number one receiver. He was the off the ball guy. So in my mind. I know he's not running a deep route because he's off the ball. You know, you got other guys. I think it was uh, the only guy that was on the ball was the guy closest to the line of scrimmage. So in, in my mind, I'm always trying to see, you know, the receiver depth to the line of scrimmage because 
that tells me a lot on if he's going to be a deep, a deeper route guy or if he's going to be a shorter route guy. So with me knowing that he was off the ball and it was a running back, I'm like, all right, he's not running a route past 10 to 15 yards. So I don't have to be, you know, I don't, I don't have to be rushed in my backpedal. And I already had vision on a quarterback at the same time. And as soon as I saw Dak raise up and trying to uh, throw the ball out to pilot on a, uh, on a quick screen, I, I triggered. Coach always said, yeah, if you're going to pull it, make sure you make the tackle. <laughs> <And I had laughs> no question. Don't miss it. Don't yeah, miss exactly. It. I pulled it and made a pretty good play on that one. And on, on the third down one, uh, the game was kind of over. I kind of felt like how they how the game was going. They really wasn't trying to get no first down. They was just trying to, you know, get a get a play. You know, hopefully they can get a first down, just get off the field to get back home to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they, they, they typically like to run that play again, understanding – how guys are lined up. C.D. Lamb is, he, if he is the number three receiver, he's typically on the ball. But if he is off the ball, you have to be ready for the screen or him motioning back to the opposite side of the formation. And uh, when he didn't move, only other thing, only other route that he can run out of uh, when he's lined up in that position is a is a bubble screen. Yeah, and we was in a perfect call for for me a lot to allow me to make that play. We was in a perfect call. Because if we was in something else, I probably didn't have opportunity to make that. But coach put us in the right call for, for me to to see, react, and go make a play. Yeah, and and outside of making the play, you know, one thing that really caught my attention was the post game back and forth you had with Trayvon Diggs. Mm. Uh, number one, he wanted to jersey have a jersey swap with you. You signed your jersey, he signed his. Uh, you guys swapped jerseys. Uh, but let's talk about uh, how complimentary he was of you in your career and inspiring him? Number one, did you know that? Did you know he was a big fan of yours? Did you know he rocks number seven because of you <laughs> seven at LSU and him going to Alabama? Did no. you know that he considered you to be the GOAT until, did you already know, did you know that beforehand or everything that I heard during post game was the first time you heard it as well about how yeah. much he's, you know, admired your game from afar? Yeah, that was my first time because I never had an opportunity, you know, to, to be around, you know, Trey, you know, so that's actually because last year I didn't play um, in the game when we played Dallas. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think I, you know, you know, we shook hands or whatever. Um, But this year, you know, with me being on the field and after the game, having an interaction that we had, that's probably, if I'm remembering correctly, that's my first time really having a, you know, just a, a real chill conversation um with him and yeah it was quite cool for him you know to say the things that he said you know saying that you know I'm the reason why he wear number seven Mm. uh you know that means a lot you know because you know all I want to do is try to you know help you know the next generation grow and and whatever I can do to to help them succeed I'm all for it you know because like I always say man this game is going to be played way long you know while I'm you know whenever I'm decide to hang it up and I just want to continue leading by an example you know showing these guys a path you know to success and, uh, and obviously if they want to sustain a long career mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm you know uh, living in it uh, living proof are there any other jersey swap moments that you really cherished I know you have you know an extensive relationship with a lot of current guys but is there any yeah. jersey swap where you were like man I really need that jersey Man, you know, I, I I had an opportunity to collect a bunch of jerseys over my time. Mac, I'm pro- I'm not even joking. Pro- I probably got over 120 jerseys. Hey, 
but not even joking. I got the Andre Johnsons, the Calvin Johnsons, the Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have a Tom Brady. I need to get a Tom Brady. Um, but I got a Peyton, got a Peyton Manning. That one wasn't game worn. He just signed a jersey for me, but I do have a yeah. Peyton. Uh, I mean, Adrian Peterson, still waiting on my A-Rod jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I got a bunch of jerseys. Richard Sherman. Uh, uh, man, I got all, all the cornerbacks in my class, basically, to the Chris yeah. Harris. I mean, the list goes on. Wow! I don't have I don't have Jimmy Smith, man. I gotta get my boy Jimmy, man. I gotta get my boy okay. Jimmy Smith jersey. Well, when no, he just might retired, get, but when when y'all play uh, Aaron Rodgers at the end of the season, that's a great opportunity to get a game worn from him. Then, yeah, I might have to hit a rod up, man. And see if I get me a jersey. Yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. And talking about Diggs, he had a the defense in totality balled out, uh, but he had a yeah. pretty good outing against Jefferson. Did you really watch that one on one matchup? Now, granted. It wasn't a lot to watch because Kirk Cousins couldn't get time to do anything. Man. He got sacked seven times. And out of the seven times, they were just, he was running for his life. So it wasn't really necessarily the one-on-one that you thought you would see because clearly if a quarterback don't have time, his pass schedule is not going to do anything. Yeah, it was it was tough, you know, for, for Kirk to get back there and set his feet and deliver a nice clean ball to Justin throughout that game. Um, I probably would say, hey, you got to give all the credit to Dallas front four, man. They was, no question. They was getting after it, man. They to, to make it hard, you know, to 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 complete passes to our you know our great pass catchers that we have in our receiver core, you know. So their their, their front four really got after it, you know, for sure. Um, it, throughout that game to make it tough to spring the receivers open on the back end. So the front four, I definitely think you know they get the all the praise for that game for sure. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Well, ladies and gents, it's time to pay a few bills, but on the other side of the break, it's time to get ready for the next ball game. Thanksgiving night, primetime stage, the New England Patriots come to town. Vikings Patriots preview is up next. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We're back. We took care of some bills. Now it's time to take care of the Patriots. The Patriots preview is up next. Another career first coming from for our very own Pat P. Uh, playing on Thanksgiving. This is your first time 
playing on Thanksgiving, the big stage, the turkey stage. How will this moment be different, any different than some of the other big stages you played on compared to like Sunday night football, Thursday night football, Monday night football? It is Thursday football, but it's Thanksgiving. And you know how it is, Pat Pete. Everybody's going <laughs> to eat, get full, eat again, and watch football all watch day. Watch football. Watch football all day. But this time, tonight, Thursday night, I'm sorry, they will be watching you. How does it feel? Man, it feels great. It's, uh, it's my first Thanksgiving game. Um, this is going to go on my memory bank when uh, seven years ago, my daughter was born on Thanksgiving uh, day. So this is going to be one of those special Thanksgivings for me. Because like I said, it's my first time playing on Thanksgiving. And I always wanted to play on Thanksgiving because it's like, like you said, you know, growing up, all you did was, you know, eight, watch the, the you know, the 12 o'clock game. It's typically was a Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions and the Cowboys was always like that first game yeah. back in the day. Uh -huh. you know, now, now the Cowboys is the middle game, but it was always the Detroit Lions and the uh, or the Cowboys or Detroit Lions or the uh, Green Bay Packers or Detroit Lions. It's always it was always Detroit mm -hmm. and one of their teams in their division. So I could just always remember watching those games, watching John Madden with the six leg, the six legged uh, turkey. turkey. Yeah. No Getting on the bus, you know yeah. the, the 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 players eating eating the turkey leg on the field. You know, I always wanted to be able to you know live that moment because you know, at being a, a football junkie, you know, watch watching that growing up, you saw yourself being in those moments. So, time has finally come. Twelve years in, mm -hmm. I get an opportunity to play on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, what an awesome feeling that it is. And you're at home. And like you said, it's a short week. So you yep. want to have a short week based on the last time you guys stepped in the field to try to get that taste out of your mouth. So that's another good opportunity. You played against, you played against Bill Belichick quite a few times in your career. What do you know you're getting into anytime you play against a Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick team? Well, you got to understand that, you know, a Bill Belichick team is not going to be the self uh, offense that's not going to make many mistakes, but in the past with his quarterbacks, besides Tom Brady, you know, those guys have been uh, very, very turnover prone, but, you know, he's going to have a very, very stout defense and special teams. You know, he's going to pack a great special teams, especially on the road. Um, so we got to look forward to playing a very, very disciplined football team, a tough football team mm -hmm. um, that's not going to beat themselves. So for us, we have to be, mentally sharp, you know, obviously going into this week, not having those full speed practices, not those physical practices, not seeing things that we are used to, used to seeing throughout a normal week. We have to be mentally sharp. This is a mm -hmm. mental preparation week. And it's going to come down to who is the mentally toughest, smartest football team. Mm -hmm. hopefully, we, and hopefully we can be that team. And also, too, it will come down to which off offensive line unit can protect the quarterback the best because they had a hard, horrible outing as well. Their offensive yeah. line, they didn't do a good job at all in protecting Mac Jones against the New York Jets. So let's see exactly which offensive line unit bounces back. Uh, they're on a good three-game winning streak right now. I know you're starting in your early process of watching film, but what have you seen from this team that has warranted three straight wins? Like I said, they're gonna play good defense, man. They're gonna they they're not gonna try they try to keep themselves out of harm's way on the offensive side of the ball. You know, they just wanna try to, you know, dink and dunk the 
the, the, the ball down the field as much as they can, take their shots on early downs, try to find themselves in, you know, predictable third downs. But like you said, the offensive line is, you know, it's not a, a strong suit, you know, of their team, you know, uh, you know, not very good in pass protecting, you know, so that's why they try to do a good job of, uh, keeping the defense off balance by taking those shots on early down versus later in the downs, you know, and, and, and trying to stay on track with the run game. You know, they, they try to mix in a lot, a lot of screens that make sure you keep you guys honest on, you know, when you when you are rushing the quarterback. So mm-hmm. we have to understand that these guys are going to give us everything, you know, that they felt that that hurt us in previous games and just going to test our waters and see if we fixed it, you know, so. Like I said, this is a, a, a very, very smart football team that's going to do everything in their power and their will not to beat themselves. Do you feel like this is a must win based on last week's performance? I mean, Mac, you know, we we we, we prepare to win, you know, every week, every mm-hmm. time we step out on the field. Um, I, I don't necessarily feel like it is a must win, you know, because, yeah. you know, we we go out there and try to get a W every time we, uh, we 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 step out on the field. But getting a W going into that to that three day weekend and, and getting a W on Thanksgiving is uh, is huge, you know. So getting a win on Thursday would definitely help us feel a lot better about ourselves. And with that being said, Pat P, it's B Mac prediction time. I already got to go. square my. I don't have to think about it. I already, I already, I already. I feel it. It's been it's been rocking with me all day long. Let's see what you got. Minnesota takes home a huge win, much needed win. I hope it's I hope it's more more than one score. Final score 19-13. You only Mm. give up one touchdown. They set up for field goals. 19-13. Bikes win. 19-13. That that score came to me quick. So let's see how accurate I can be. Most importantly, guys, you guys know I want to hit the prediction right on top. But most importantly, I want to get the best prediction, which which is the win. Let's find a way to get yes. to nine and two. Nine yes, and two is the goal. All right. Yes, sir. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pat P, now it's time to tap into around the league. Here's where we we move again. We, we move around, we navigate throughout the NFL. Let's start with Zach Wilson. Did you see his post-game presser? Now, number one, Pat P, you talk about a bad performance at the quarterback position. I in heard, seven I offensive it, drives in the second half, seven drives, the Jets offense had two yards. I heard, man. I don't even know how that's possible. 
Uh, I heard on one, they said in the second half, the offense, I thought it was minus 20. Oh, was it Zach who accumulated minus 21 passing yards? I don't know what he had minus, but in totality, they had two yards in seven offensive drives in the second half. So the entire second half, they only had two yards of offense. So yeah, I'm asking man, you this question. Up there. Listen, the reporter gave him a layup. You know how New York media can be. They gave him a layup and said, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down? Basically, because it was a horrible offensive performance. He said, no. If you were mm. in that locker room playing on that defense and you just left it all on the line, what would your reaction be to hearing the quarterback say, no, we didn't let them down? Uh, first of all, I asked him what game that what game were he was he at? It was a one word answer too. He just said no, which yeah, you know, yeah. Like like what game were you at, bro? You 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 wasn't at the game that we was at that 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 in the second half our offense accumulated two yards, <laughs> like, two yards, and we gave up three points. So you trying to tell me we gave up one more point? Then a yard, and y'all <laughs> gave up in a whole second half. And you mean then, to tell me then they you didn't let us down? The whole second half, yeah, yeah, you didn't let us down, man. Yeah. Come on, Zach. They, 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 they honestly, I, I've been looking at ESPN all day, and it was talking about uh, a lot of people. It's like, man, they need to bench him. They can't bench him. The first okay. round trap. I mean, they can, but they can't. Man, they please. invested in with this kid, man. Man, listen. No, 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 no. That investment yeah, hasn't paid off. Hey, Pat Pitt. They, they invested in, into this kid. They you played out him. there. You was in Arizona where you had Josh Rosen. I know. Bro. That was a short I stint. Know. Sam Donald had a short stint in the, with the Jets. The quarterback before Zach Wilson. He'll be there next year. They're going to give him one Pat more year. Then after that, he's he, going to go. He, he has become the Achilles heel of their team. I agree. All right. I, I agree did. with you 100%. He has four touchdowns, five interceptions. He completed 50, 55% of his passes. You haven't really seen him do anything. And it seems like the most disturbing part about his game is the above-the-shoulder element. He's not really developed or grown. Like, and you can tell he doesn't have the locker room supporting him because the wide receivers, it seems to be a disconnect. When you hear them talk about the game, like Garrett Wilson, the rookie, he mm-hmm. had something – different to say in regards to letting the defense down and Elijah Moore clearly he doesn't have a relationship so I I feel like this they got a a playoff caliber defense they can run the football well the only thing they don't have good or average is quarterback play so my you this is the second year that's what I'm saying they're gonna give him one more year Matt because they might give him Pat P ain't no might might give him him one more year but I'm right now, right now, if you throw him out there against Chicago and he lay down again, you already know what time it is. But you can't afford to allow games to slip through your fingers. You're supposed to win if you have playoff aspiration. Yeah. They should have beat You're the right. Patriots twice. Yeah, I agree. And both times he played a big part in them not beating the Patriots. I've been saying this all year long. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback for the Jets next year. I can see that 100%. He's going to be the quarterback for the Jets next year. Right. Yeah. Watch. I've been saying I can that all year. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, why and, not? And if that's the case, guess who's gone? Zach. Now, so what? Like, so they gonna just up and cut him? Because I don't think nobody gonna trade for him. 
No question. They'll cut ties. We, we've seen it. That has been a new theme yeah. in regards to that it has been. highly drafted quarterbacks. Remember, they let Sam Donald go, what, in three after three years? Yeah. Josh Rosen with the Cardinals only had a two-year stint, if I'm not mistaken. Shit, it felt like one. It felt <laughs> no question. It felt like one. It definitely felt like one. So we have to wait and see. Another news: Cordero Patterson broke an NFL record with his ninth kickoff return for a touchdown. Question for you, Pat P. You used to be an elite returner in your day. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. is the best returner ever? And should they get a Hall of Fame consideration? Yes, the best returners of all time is. No question, Devin Hester. Mm-hmm. Behind him, I got to go Dante Hall. Dante Hall was special. Okay. Dante Hall was special. Um, then after Dante Hall, I got to go Cordell. Yeah, he, he he he's a bad boy, man. I've I, I seen it in person a couple times. So he's uh, he's special. And after that, what was my boy? Uh, uh, Josh Cribs. Yeah, Josh, Josh, I didn't realize this. Most kickoff returns yeah. for touchdown in NFL history. Cordero has nine. Leon Washington, Florida State teammate, got yeah. eight. Josh Cribbs has eight. Punt Josh return Cribbs. all-time leaders. Devin Hester got 14. He also yeah. has five kickoff returns for touchdowns. Yeah. Eric Metcalf, I'm a, I used to be a big Eric Metcalf fan, man. 21 for the Cleveland Browns. He got yes, 10. Sir. Brian Mitchell has nine punt returns. Pat P is tied for 21st with four. That's huge. Another stat from the weekend, Marcus Jones of the Patriots, he's the fifth player since 2000 with a go-ahead punt return touchdown in the final two minutes of regulation or in overtime. Granted, that was the play that led to the Patriots beating the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, he did that Which in 2022. First of all, it should have been a block in the back, man. I don't know how oh, they missed that. Yeah, they Ooh. got away. But I mean, Pat they P- still probably would have won the game. But... Yeah, because they would have been in field goal range. Yes, but still, you can't miss calls yeah, like yeah, that, that, man. That was a missed call. They, they, gave him a, they gave him a favor. That was Jeez. a block in the back. So get this, Pat P. Marcus Jones did a walk-off punt return in 2022. We just saw that last week. Yours truly, Pat P. In 2011 against the Rams. You had a walk-off. 99. 99. 99. Deshaun Jackson against the Giants in 2010. Brian Westbrook in 03 against the Giants. And Steve Smith against the Saints. So you know how it feels to have that walk-off punt return, man, and take it to man. the house to Ooh. end the game. Ooh. End Boy, the ain't game. Nothing like it, Matt. Ain't no nothing question. Like it, Matt. No question. Only two guys in the, in the history of the league took a punt return longer than me, and I'm one of them. Somebody had 100? Yeah, because yours was 99, right? Yeah, the, uh, somebody had 99, too. I'm trying to think of his name. Something Hightower, I think. Dante? Uh, no. No, not Dante. Eric, Dante Hightower played, played a linebacker. Hightower? It was you a play- Hightower? He, yeah, he played for Cleveland, whoever it was. Up church for the Broncos. See, you had me thinking Cleveland. Mm-hmm. My bad. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Before we let you go, Pat P., some mid-year awards we would like to highlight defensive rookie of the year. You got some outstanding defensive backs involved. Sauce Gardner, he's the favorite right now. Followed mm-hmm. by Tariq Woolen, plus 325. Aiden Hutchinson, plus 600. And Jack Jones, who's been balling as well, plus 2,000. Man, the defensive back class is in good hands. When you yeah, look man. at some of the young studs that are doing a great job early in their career in the National Football League. And then when you transition to the defensive player of the year, Michael Parsons is the, is the odds-on favorite, followed by Matthew Judon, who you guys will see uh, mm-hmm. Thursday night. He's plus 600. He's been a sacking, elite sacking player. He's been, always, he's been always in the backfield so far. Nick Bosa and Max Crosby. 
and plus 2,500, Pat P. Anything you, you you have you noticed from those defensive players? Well, heck, you just got a chance to see Michael Parsons in person yeah. this past Sunday. Yeah, Mike, uh, is it Micah? Is Micah. It? Micah. Yeah. Micah Parsons, uh, he's, he's a special talent, man. He no is a special talent. You can line him up anywhere on the defensive side of the ball. You can put him at nose guard, DN, outside linebacker, inside linebacker. Anywhere. Hell, if you want him to play corner, he can play corner too. No that, that that dude, uh, he's a he, he's once in a I won't say once in a lifetime because he a lot of people you know compare him to to LT. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I I know that's your favorite player. I haven't had yeah. the privilege to really watch LT play the game, but I saw highlights and uh, they definitely got some resemblance for sure. Uh, I mean, they I both can see, get home. And no doubt when about it. I mean, when I say get home, they get to the quarterback. Yeah, they can get home, and, that, and that's I, I can see him. I can see him winning Defensive Player of the Year if he continue to go uh, going on the uh, the path that he's going on. But I won't be surprised if uh, if Judon sneaking yeah. there because he having a um Heck of a, a year. crazy yeah he has a, he having a crazy year on um uh, to get into the quarterback and for the defensive rookie of the year, man, it's good to see all these young DBs in there doing their thing. Sauce mm-hmm. Garner had an opportunity to watch him play, you know, a little bit, obviously watching the Patriots. So I get to see him on tape um, a little bit. Um, Tariq, you know, is having a big year out there in uh, Seattle. Seattle. I think he yeah. what, got like four, four or five picks right yeah. now. No question. Uh, and my boy, Jack Jones, if I'm not mistaken, did Jack Jones go to ASU and transfer to USC? Uh, I'm not sure. Because uh, Jack is, a, yeah, obviously he's a rookie. But if I'm not mistaken, I had an opportunity to work out with this kid. If it's the same guy that I'm thinking about, I think he went to, uh, he's from California. Mm-hmm. And he went to uh, Pierce, Antonio Pierce School, Pollard, Polly or Poly, like Long Beach Poly. Yeah, he went to that school in Wilson, Orlando at Drew Brees, uh, like passing camp or whatever. And Drew Brees invited me to come out there and, and talk to a couple of the guys. I remember him and very, very uh, – he was special, man. Even then, I could just remember him just asking me all these questions on, mm-hmm. you know, how to be better, like what I'm looking at when I'm watching film, you know, how – you know, what's some of the things that uh, helped me decide the school that I picked because I think he was a, a junior at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Crazy how time flies. I was a dang – I think I was at the time maybe – Five years in the league. <laughs> wow. Wow. And here we are right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he's he's going to be on the opposite side of the field with you. Exactly. If I'm not mistaken, let me see if that's him. Jack Jones. Yeah, that's him. That's him? Yep. That's him. He went to USC. <laughs> yeah, like I said, and he transferred to USC. Yep, that's him. Small world. Small world, man. <laughs> no question. No question. No question. Well, Pat P, we got to get let you go. Get your rest. Got a big game. 19-13 Vikings win. That's my prediction. Let's get back in on the right side of the winning column this week, my friend. No doubt about it, my guy. I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to all things covers, listeners and viewers. No question. Got a no big question. game coming up, baby. And I look forward to eating that turkey leg after the game. Oh, that must be. That means you can make some plays. You know, that, that turkey leg only go to guys hey. who roll out. Hey, now. Okay. Say no more then. We wait. <laughs> yes, we sir. Wait. Just have-
When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.